Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to another episode of the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company, your place for small batch, high quality seasonings, and if you're in the Chicago area, catering. Man Meat Barbecue is also brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you on the competition circuit or just looking to kill it around the cul-de-sac? Check out Myron Mix and Smokers. They've got a cooker for you. And now, from the Jealous Devil Studios, the charcoal that lights our fire. Can't get anything better than that. Don't forget, use the code MANMEATBARBECUE at checkout for some great deals. Here is our host, Mikey K. Take it away, Mike. So we are hanging out with Nate from can two underscore bbq so it's can number two the number two not don't spell it out but the number two underscore bbq on instagram um if you haven't checked out some of his stuff he has some really pretty pictures which means he cooks some nice food man i want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast hanging out with us and chatting barbecue man how are you doing tonight i'm doing great man i uh, appreciate you having me it's a huge honor and i'm definitely excited to be here so what got you started cooking? Um, I mean, I, I'm a big guy and I like food, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, uh, it's a little cheaper when you make stuff yourself. And, um, you know, I, I did some cooking growing up, not a ton. Um, when I graduated from college, I moved back home and, uh, I got a job in a kitchen and started doing, you know, a lot more cooking that way. Um, I've always loved to grill and, you know, from there, uh, I just used my mom's grill a lot when I moved home and things just, uh, you know, started growing from there. Yeah. That's kind of the, kind of the way that it slowly grows, right? It's like, it's like a waterfall It just, or not a waterfall. I guess it's more like a, a leak. It starts slowly and trickles larger and larger. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I would say it's you know it's opened quite up to you know a massive flow. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, start out on a gas grill, and I think that's kind of where everybody starts, and slowly graduated to charcoal, and you know, just uh, just been loving that. Now, when you when you went from gas to charcoal, did you did you go to lump charcoal right away because you were looking at like you were, you were watching, you know, the Instagram and then all the people online, or did you go to briquettes first? See, I started out at briquettes. Um, just, I wasn't really, uh, you know, up to speed on all the stuff on Instagram and all that. And, um, you know, I started off, I think like everybody watching barbecue pit masters and, you know, obviously that's sponsored by Kingsford and you, you yep. see a lot of that on there. And, uh, so I started, I, I dove, Head first right into Weber Smoky Mountain. That was my first charcoal, actually, you know, smoker slash grill. I would pull the middle out and use the the bottom and the lid as a grill. Um, but started out at Burkett's, and uh, I think I used those for maybe a year, and then uh, graduated to lump charcoal. And I've I've been rolling with lump for a few solid years now. I mean. I think a lot of people have that um, that graduation, right? Where they're like, "Hey, I've been." Some people still prefer briquettes. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people out there that prefer the prefer briquettes, 
but I feel like there there is that graduation where it's like, hey, I want to use I want to use lump. I want to go a little bit closer to, to to real wood. And um me personally, I think it burns better for me. I think I get a better smoke ring out of them. And I think I get better flavor. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, uh, at first when I jumped into it, I didn't know much about it. So it was just, you know, I'm going to use what everybody's using. And then uh, I actually started my Instagram account because I felt like I was posting way too much food on Facebook. And, uh, you know, then you, your eyes are opened up to just a whole new universe of, of what's out there. And, um, but there's no question that the food, uh, the smoke rings, and I think the food flavor just is, is much better from, you know, that, that natural lump charcoal that you get. And, you know, I do understand why some people still use the briquettes when they're like, Hey, I'm doing a minion method or I, I, you know, I'm doing like a, a, a certain method with briquettes. I understand it. Lump charcoal tends to pop a little bit more, which means if it does pop enough, it may mess that kind of method up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So that makes sense. But I mean, for me, there's just no way around not using lump charcoal. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I use now. Um, I do use uh, Jealous Devils, uh, Max Briquettes. Uh, but other I than that, a- I mean, I have not used uh, Briquettes in, in a long, long, long time. I, I like the Max Briquettes. Those are, those are fun to use. Um, but... I, I, I just prefer the Jealous Devil lump. Oh, there's no honest. question. Like, I just prefer yeah. it. Uh, the crazy thing is that stuff doesn't spark that much, honestly. Um, and I put a torch to it, and it doesn't go crazy. You know what I mean? Where yeah. okay. a lot of a lot of charcoals, you put a torch to them, and they are popping like crazy. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, so that's the cleanest burning uh, lump charcoal I've used to date. And, um I mean, I swear by it. That's that's all I use at this point in time. That is the same with me, dude. It's all I use. Um, it's 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 a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic product that they put out. Um, I also like the bags more. I like that they're uh, a plastic bag, and it's a little bit more weatherproof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, oh, yeah. it just it it's not. It, I guess that's not like the end of the world because it's not an end all be all. But I enjoy that it is in a plastic bag. It seals. It, it's easy. I don't have to worry about it. it. It's just it's one less thing, right? Yeah, and the bags. I mean, the bags look pretty sharp too. I mean, they do. You know, I think the design on it's pretty sweet. So I, I just love everything about it. There's no question. I definitely, I am definitely with you on that. I like the design. I, I, I am, I'm a big fan of it. Now, um, I just recently put my first order in with Spiceology, and I know you're, you're a Spiceology guy. Um, I've, I've, I've had the guys on the podcast, so uh, I've, I've been a big fan of Spiceology. It's just always been like, you know, trying to figure out when to place the order, what to place, and I, obviously, I went with more raw spices, nothing that was pre-blended, but. One of the things that I really like about them is their labeling, which since we were kind of talking about Jealous Devil labeling, uh, I figured I'd bring in Spiceology also into the into this game. But I feel like for spices, their labeling is just fantastic. 
Oh yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, the looks like the periodic table elements and mm-hmm. uh, makes it easy to, you know, to organize your stuff. Uh, they've got the different colors for, you know, blends for the raw spices and, yep. you know, the modernist stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been with them for, I think about two years now. And, uh, I mean, I still use other rubs and, you know, I, I love a lot of the other companies, but, uh, you know, Spiceology has been great. And I think they've really stepped up their, uh, their barbecue spices in the last, I would say year or so. Um, there's just been so much stuff that's came out. Um, you know, and even the labeling on that is, is, is really awesome. Now, do you think that, I mean, cause when they, when they first kind of started, they went for chefs, you know what I mean? That that's yeah. really what their goal was. And I think that they did a great job with that because it's easy to see, it's easy to grab. Um, and that's really what I like about it. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're working, you're, you're, you're trying to throw shit together I, I don't want to take I don't I honestly don't want to take 15 minutes to look to look for my spices. I want to be like, OK, here's this one, this I mean, one, this one, this one done. You got them organized and, you know, if you put them in alphabetical order or whatever, I mean, or even just have a bottle like, you know, a lot of the bottles have the small labeling and you have to really get in close to see what it is. And, you know, yeah. you can see from pretty far away what you're grabbing or, you know, it's I keep mine. I've got, uh, you know, a. uh it's a kitchen cabinet just full of it and I'll open it up. I know exactly where it's at and I don't have to go searching through it cause I can see it all labeled right there. So it's just quick and easy to grab. Yeah. And that's, uh, uh, the best thing that, you know, that that's the best thing, uh, that yeah. you can do. What, uh, what, uh, what did you get from them? So I ended up getting some of their orange peel, um, I also got uh, citric acid. Um, I picked up some of their uh, truffle salt, which is, if you haven't picked that up, that stuff is phenomenal. That is on my list, uh, for sure. You got to get it, dude. It's a little bit pricey, um, but at the end of the day, uh, and I don't say a little bit pricey because uh, it's truffle salt. I say it's just a little bit pricey because it's just a little bit pricey in a, in a right. sense. Uh, it's not pricey for truffle salt. I should say it that way. Sorry, I should correct myself. It's not pricey for truffle salt. It is just pricey for salt. <laughs> uh, no, but, I think I think it's 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 well worth the price. All, oh, all of abso- their, absolutely! Their no, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm not I'm not arguing that in any way, shape, or form. But I, I you know, I tell people I'm like, oh, this is a truffle salt, and they're like, how much is it? I think it was like twenty three dollars for a pound. Which which. Yeah, I mean isn't, they isn't isn't in uh, but that's not outrageous for truffle no, salt. Not it's at not. all. But like when you think of like salt and you're like how much is right. it per pound? Like most people don't think twenty three dollars. Yeah, no, they wouldn't go to the store and buy you know a thing of kosher salt for you know two or three bucks. Exactly. So I understand. But it's just different because because of the truffles and everything. Obviously, that's in it. But man, it is phenomenal as a finishing salt. Um, it's just, in. it's insane. It is, it is honestly insane. Well, you How sold me. That's been on my, that's been on my list for a while. So I'm going to have to pull the trigger on it for sure. Yeah. Uh, like 
It's so good. Like, and it's so potent that it's going to take me a while to go through that, through that pound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't need a lot. Now, do you mix it with other rubs or you just been using it as a finishing salt? I've just been using it as a finishing salt because I like the truffle flavor to come out so much. Yeah. Now, I think you can mix it and I think it would uh, work really, really well mixed. But the flavor comes out so well as a finishing salt that I'm just like, I don't know if I want to mix <laughs> I mean, if it works, don't, you know, don't fix it. Yeah. And then uh, I picked up some mustard, whole mustard seeds from them. Um, some, uh, granulated honey and, uh, and some other stuff. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their granulated honey too. They have, uh, granulated brown sugar as yeah, well. They do. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Do it's, you? Uh, I was looking at it and I was toying with it and I went with the granulated honey instead. Uh, so I own a barbecue company that does a rub line. And we actually use granulated honey in our rub to use for sweetness instead of using anything else. And yeah. um, I, I was like, man, I just want to try their granulated honey. And I saw their granulated brown sugar, and I was like, man, I kind of want to try that. I'm like, maybe I'll do it on my next order. Yeah, it's I have both of them, and I use I use both of them quite a bit. Um, you know, I don't use the the sugar anymore. You know, from the store, it's either the honey granules or the brown sugar. They've yeah. got molasses too, which is, is, is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the brown sugar is, you know, I mean, it's not like the stuff you buy at the store that gets all hard and starts to lump together. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's actually good. Yeah. It's, I, it's legit for sure. I, I think one of the other things that um, I was really excited to play with was, their uh, citric acid. Um, I was really excited to play with that just because you could do, you could add so much to rubs with that, um, giving that little bit of a little bit of acidy punch to it. Um, I think it. I think it works really, really well on certain meats. Yeah, I mean, you can <laughs> you can spend a lot of money going through all the stuff that they have to offer. There's oh, there's dude, tons of, and that of that. Value. That's probably why I, um, you know, I stopped where I stopped. Uh, and you know what I mean? And uh, I, I just, I had to. Yeah. No, I get I it. I kept going, the, the price just kept going up. <laughs> well, and let it, me know sometime. I'll, uh, I get a discount every month and I would be, I would be happy to, uh, to throw it your way because my wife, uh, <laughs> She's getting so ready to murder stop, me. Stop, stop buying oh, shit. Yeah, it's, you know, her eyes roll every time I get a package on the front porch. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I feel you. I feel you, dude. It's like, my wife did the same thing. She's like, did, did we need to purchase this stuff? And I was like, <laughs> to find, and my, my answer was to find need. Yeah. <laughs> you needed it. Did we need it? I mean. I was like, it's, I don't, I didn't necessarily need it. You wanted it though. Yeah. Like, I was like, I, I don't need it. But I don't need a lot of things. 
Yeah. I want I mean, a lot sounds, of things. It, it sounds like uh, a lot like what happens when stuff shows up here. I mean, mm. but you know, I don't need that. But did I want it? Yeah, I really wanted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't ever the... get any complaints with with what I use. So she, exactly. I think she, she enjoys it. Exactly. What else did I get? I got a couple other things. I think. Um, I got dehydrated parsley. Because I was I was playing with that a little bit. Um, I was trying to really kind of get stuff I can't can't find. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's what that's what's kind of cool about spiceology is you can get stuff that you can't find. Oh yeah. Um, you get a lot of it for for a really really good price. Yeah, yeah. The only thing they don't have that I was a little bit upset about is they don't have dehydrated teriyaki. Yeah, they I don't. Really, I really want that, but that's also not that hard, not easy to find. Uh, I have found it, so you guys don't have to send me links, But um, and it's also not that cheap. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of the people that are making dehydrated teriyaki don't want to sell it in small batch. They want you to buy gallons. And... When you're when you're playing with stuff and making test rubs, and you know like testing out new recipes, you don't really want to buy a gallon of anything. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck with something you don't like. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to buy a gallon of it and be like make five or six different like small batch rub, like small you know very small batch. What what I'm saying when I'm testing stuff, it's all it's all like super small, and then once we get the ratios where we want them, you know everything where we like it, then we'll then we'll expand right. Yeah. But um a gallon is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They sell, you... they sell stuff by the gallon there and those those bottles are oh, huge. They do. And I mean when we do stuff for the catering company that I own, uh when we mix our rubs and stuff like that, we buy everything by, you know, five you know, it's five pounds this, you know, ten pound of this because it's just it, it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Should I buy black pepper 25 pounds at a time? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you go through that pretty quick, too. We do, actually. Uh, I have to put another order, and I put an order in last week. And I, I think I have, like, two or three pounds of black pepper left. So it's like we go we go through it. So it's, not, it's like it almost doesn't make sense to go any smaller, you know? Right. But I have a lot of people that always tell me, they're like, well, why don't you um, – why don't you, you know, get a bigger, you know, get a, you know, a bigger, you know, like a 50 pound or whatever. And I'm like, you know, honestly, the only reason I don't go to 50 pounds is I like being able to use the 25 pounds so quickly and knowing that my black pepper is constantly super fresh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that makes a huge difference. And that's a big thing to me, you know, uh, I just want to make sure that that black pepper is kicking. You know, because yeah. if you get a, if that black pepper dries out or those oils kind of leave that that granule, um, it it loses so much. It just becomes dust almost to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it I mean, doesn't have the yeah. flavor that I want it and want it to anymore. And I've got quite a few blends that I've had for a good amount of time, and um, I mean, there's not a huge difference in it, but you can definitely. You can taste the difference between the first time you tried it and then, you know, 
as I use it more and more um, later on. I mean, you, you, you can taste the difference for sure. Yeah, you can definitely – well, you end up using a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get that same flavor. You know, did you, what was that? Did you get any of the blends or anything from them at all? Uh, so I got a couple of the blends, but I can't remember exactly what I got. Um, I now have a uh, Spiceology rep because we we ordered everything under the business. So we yeah. have a, uh, a Spiceology rep, and he was like, let me send you some shit. And I was like, cool. Um, yeah. And uh, I got a bunch of them, so I'm playing with some of them. Nice. And they're awesome. You know what I mean? They're they're super super fun to play with, and they they have some fantastic flavor. Oh yeah, there's tons. Korean barbecue. If you haven't had that yet, I think what? I have that one. That one's on my list. Oh, like, that's... I'm going because they sent me they sent me like test tubes of them. Yeah, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. I'm just making my way down the list. Yeah, and I it's mean, like, that's, I think, that's I think what I did. I think it's like either next or right after it. Cause I'm actually, uh, I do a, one of my favorite dishes to cook is a, um, I call it a Korean style, a Korean style short rib. So I take my short rib, I, I get a cross cut, you know, that cross cut Korean style short rib. Yeah. And I take it, I put it into a mixture of garlic. I think, uh, like fresh garlic and I mince, I mince garlic, put it in the, put it in, uh, with brown sugar, teriyaki, a little bit of soy sauce, salt, pepper, and sometimes I throw a little bit of onion powder in there. Not always. Um, and then I let that marinate for 24 to 48 hours. I don't go over 48 hours, but I go 24 to 48 hours. At least it needs to sit at least 24 hours. Um, and then what I do is I take them out and I throw them on a piping hot cooker. Like we're talking, we're, we're, we're cooking at 500, 550 the whole time. And all I do is just sear both sides. Dude, they're so good. No, I do, uh, something similar with, uh, Usually a skirt steak. I do like a, a roll up with it, and that yeah. my marinade sounds about the same. Um, you just get the you know all the caramelization from the sugars and and everything in there, and and the ter- and the salt and the teriyaki because you marinate it, it helps break it all down. So like with the, with the short rib, because usually like if you take a huge short rib and you cook it hot and fast, it's chewy as fuck. You know what I mean? It needs it needs that time to kind of kind of break down, break those fats down. But since you're already putting all that mixture together it get, and, and marinating it, it gives that time for, for the chemical – or not the chemicals, but for the, for the spices and everything to have a chemical reaction and break the, help start breaking the fats down and all that. So then you just get this amazing just buttery, melty just bite. It's awesome. And then my favorite part of it is like right around the bone – it gets kind of very, it gets very caramelized and you like, I literally gnaw the bone. 
<laughs> like I sit there and I like chew like as close as I possibly can off of it. And so many people are like, really? That's the part? Like, you're going to work that hard for it? I'm like, but it's so good. Yeah. I mean, you got to get every last bite. Yeah. So good. I'm going to have to try that sometime because that yes. sounds amazing. It's so good. It like, it's just so good. You got to try it. And it's, it's relatively cheap, right? It's not, it's not an expensive dinner per se. You know what I mean? Like in, in the yeah. grand scheme of like buying expensive meat, it, it's relatively cheap. Cause yeah, short I, ribs are hard to find around here in Ohio, but when I do, I, I buy them. I mean, I'll buy those up. No problem. I mean, dude, that's the funny thing. And when I talk to so many people, it's like some people, like, you know, some of my friends on the East Coast, they're like, I can't get this. And I'm like, they're like, but I can get this all the time. And I'm like, man, I can't get any of that. But it's hell a lot easier for me to get this. Right. Like, I got a buddy up in Boston. And um, we were talking about uh, ribs the other day. And we were... He's like, man, he's like, we can get St. Louis cut ribs super easy. He's like, but it's really hard for me to get a full spare rib. He's like, a lot of people don't like buying the full spare rib here. And I'm like, I can get full spare ribs fucking everywhere. So easy. So it just, it always like blows my mind when I'm like, wait, you can't, you can get St. Louis cuts, but you can't get full spares. And he's like, yeah. So it's, yeah, they, it's they gotta go to the grocery store to get the the full spares, but that's basically. I mean, I don't see too many St. Louis cuts. I see tons of uh, of the full spare ribs, and I'll buy those all day long. I mean, cut the rib tips off, you know, cut them down yourself. Well, the thing is, like for the rib tips, is Chicago. That's like that's a Chicago thing. It, it's very well known here as as. Um, for rib tips. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like their rib tips. So obviously we get full spares. Why? Because you got to make rib tips out of something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're delicious. Oh, man, I'm not a fan of them. They're a lot of work. They are a ton of work. They're a shit ton of work for not a lot of meat. Yeah, that's true. But. I mean, if you're going to buy like, it, you might as well eat it, right? But as I, as I was, I, I like how I just said that, but as I was saying, like, I'm basically, like, gnawing on a very small <laughs> rib bone to get what I want. See, I'm totally a hypocrite there. What can I say? Hey, shit happens. Hey, yeah, I mean, what, what can you do? Shit happens. So, <laughs> what kind of, after you kind of got bit by that barbecue bug, you started moving into that direction. What what started becoming things that you like to cook? Oh, man. <clears throat> I mean, I'm a big uh, – I love cooking brisket. Uh, you know, I think I'm still – I think I have it down pretty good, but I think, you know, brisket's one of those things that uh, it takes a long time before you really get – you know, you really get it down. Um, I love cooking burgers, steak. Um, I like trying different. Just different what's recipes. your What's your go to burger recipe? Um, 
Uh, I mean, I just keep it simple. You know, I just, I, I like the salt, pepper, garlic on the burger. Um, so nothing crazy. Well, I mean, but that, that, that's not necessarily true because uh, I do some stuff with Crowd Cow and they just recently reposted a, uh, I made a peanut butter and jelly burger uh, a few months ago. And it was, uh, so I used a Wagyu burger, uh, American Wagyu burger, seasoned it with salt and pepper, topped it with some bacon. I had some peanut butter, uh, put a little bit of sea salt on the peanut butter. Um, I used some um, strawberry preserves and then fresh strawberries with it. Um, it sounds out of bounds, but man, it's, it was fucking awesome. Like it's top, top, I would say three burgers that I've ever made in my life. And, um, I don't know if you've ever had a donut burger before, but you know, the peanut butter and jelly, yeah, yeah. it kind of, it kind of acts like that. It's that sweetness. And then, you know, the, the salty with the bacon and, and the seasoning, um, you know, but as far as burgers go, I'll try, you know, I don't, I don't like to do the same thing all the time. Um, you know, I've made uh, jalapeno popper burgers. Um, just, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I have my a go-to. Um, it's just, I like to try something new every time I make a burger. Now, have you ever made a chicken burger? Uh, I haven't, not with the ground chicken. Um, but I, I really, really want to at some point in time. I tried one time and failed miserably. I don't think I, you know, with ground chicken, you gotta, you gotta really mix some breadcrumbs and you know. The you want to know? You want to know the, the the biggest secret, dude? I make chicken burgers all the time. They're one of my favorite fucking things to make. I love them. Um, and I know that sounds weird. People are like, "What do you mean you like chicken burgers?" I just, for some odd reason, I really like chicken burgers. Um, I take chicken breast, I slice it up, I cube it up, and then I put it through a, through, uh, a food grinder, um, through or through a meat grinder, and I take um, I take bacon scraps because we do we do our own home cured bacon uh, yeah. for the catering company. So I'll bring home the uh, bacon scraps that don't end up making it into bacon because you know you always get a little bit on the slicer, uh, you know. Right. Scrap here, scrap there, whatever. Trying to make them look pretty and and all that stuff. So I will take those bacon scraps and I will put them through the grinder with the chicken. So it acts like a glue. So it not only does it act like a glue, but the fat content in the bacon as the as the burger starts to cook, that fat renders out. Right, it just kind of almost renders into nothing. So it just creates this moisture inside, and yes, I do put a, I, I do I do an egg binder with with a little bit of breadcrumbs in there, but it's and I always use Italian breadcrumbs when I when I do um, my chicken burgers. Don't know why, but I always have, and I just feel like it adds a little bit. But man, they're fantastic. Did you say you put the, the it through a meat grinder? Oh uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to have to try that out for yeah. sure. Like, I just think, like, it, it just works so well as, at, like, for a chicken burger. And then, you know, you know, make the patties, and then you put them on the grill. Yeah. They're, they're just fantastic. As Like, I think the 
the you don't really taste the um the bacon through them. You don't like it adds a little bit, but it, it it's more for moisture. Because like you said, they can dry excuse me, they can dry out so so fast. Yeah, no, that sounds like the perfect combination. I mean, chicken and bacon goes together perfectly. But I mean, everything in bacon goes together. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know what you're, uh, what you're doing, but bacon always goes perfectly with me. <laughs> yeah, with anything. You know. So, um, but yeah, dude, try that. They're, they're just so. Um, I, I think chicken burgers are underrated. I think I think it's time. I'm gonna start talking a shit ton about them. I feel like it, it's time to make chicken burgers a thing. Yeah, start a movement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's let's see what you guys let's see what people can do with them because um, I just think you know burgers are fun. I, I like burgers, but nobody does a cool. Nobody makes a chicken burger. No, they don't. I do. But you know, not many people make chicken burgers, and it's like, it it's a cool, it's a good, like simple thing, um, especially if you are trying to eat a little leaner. You know, if you're really trying to, kind of, kind of eat a lot of chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, a yeah. buddy of mine that does, you know, that does like the whole meal prep shit, and he's like, dude, that's why he's like. I'll make my chicken burgers for him and I don't, I, I cook them to a hundred and, and, and 47 degrees, 145 degrees, which is, you know, out of the danger zone, perfectly fine. And then right. I completely stop the cook and cool it down and then let him reheat, you know, throughout the week. Right. And that way they don't dry out and they're going to get cooked completely through. So they'll be perfectly fine. But you know, I don't want them to dry out. Right. No, I'm definitely going to try that. That's uh, that sounds like a, a winning combination for sure. Dude, you thank me later. <laughs> I will just try it. Thank me later. the the uh, The other thing I love about a good chicken burger too is if you get the right bun, it's just fantastic. What's your go to bun? For my chicken burgers, my go to bun is an egg bun. Because they're like soft and like fluffy, yeah. So like it just it it gives that like fluffiness to it, and it just, it works. I don't know what it is. It just fucking works, and I I really like it. Just like I really like pulled chicken sandwiches. Also, you know, yeah. I don't think, I don't do those enough, and I I agree. I think those are also super underrated. I think chicken sandwiches in themselves are underrated. Like, yeah, very, very much so. Except for, I guess, the battle between Chick Fil A and uh, and and Popeyes, <laughs> yeah. which was still like the dumbest thing to me in, on the face of this planet. Because it's like, dude, you guys are arguing about a fucking five dollar chicken sandwich, <laughs> and you and you're standing in line for like four hours to get the damn thing. And there's dudes that are selling them for like twenty five bucks a piece, and it's like, dude, it's a five dollar chicken sandwich at the end of the day. Yeah, I just waited a couple months until it all died down before I tried anything. But yeah, people are 
People are crazy. I just don't get it. Like, no. man, but it, you know what it is? It, it's that like hype mentality where it's like, if somebody sees somebody standing in a line, they're like, Oh dude, why are you standing in line? <laughs> Let me jump in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and you know, not to take anything away from any barbecue restaurant that has a line or any, because, because what they're doing is fantastic. I love it. Um, the marketing's there that, that, that's one of the biggest things, but it's like, Sometimes I wonder on some of these places where when they're like, you know, um, oh, I waited four hours for this place and it was fantastic. It was the best I've ever had. Okay, was it the best you ever had because you waited for four fucking hours and you don't want to be like, yeah, the place fucking sucked? Yeah, or you just hyped it up so much that regardless if it tasted like shit or not, you're going to just assume that it was the best thing ever. But that's what I'm saying. Like... It was hyped up so much, and don't get me wrong. There is there is times like we were. Um, I was in Hawaii with some friends, and they were like, "Dude, this is the fucking best place. This is the best place, best, 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 best place." And then we went to dinner there, and all of us were like, "This place fucking sucked." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what the hell happened?" And they're like, "Well, we were drunk when we came the first time," and I was like, "Oh." oh. Thanks Makes for getting, sense. I'm like, thanks for putting that part in the goddamn story for us yeah. to figure it out that, hey, maybe drunk you doesn't know what good food tastes like. <laughs> and I mean, we're all guilty of that, right? When you're yeah. hammered, you're oh, like, yeah. dude, this pizza's the best fucking pizza I've ever had in my life. And you're like, dude, it's dollar pizza from the bodega. Like, it ain't that good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm guilty of that. There's no question. Where you give somebody like that that cred that they don't need, and, and then it's like, oh, it just, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was just, uh, it was it was it was not a good place. So I just I wonder if sometimes some of those places are like that. Um, obviously, I've eaten at a lot of great barbecue restaurants in my life, um, and I I haven't eaten at all of them. Sorry, guys, I I, I don't um, have the time to to be able to go to every single great barbecue restaurant around the country. If somebody wants to send me to do that, um, you guys know my email. Feel free to uh, reach out. But uh, That'd be a pretty good gig right there. I mean, wouldn't it be a great – I mean, what, Kingsford – or who was it? No, it wasn't Kingsford. It was um, – who did that? Who did that, like, reach out where they were trying to find, like, a barbecue spokesperson? It was. I think it was Reynolds Wrap. Was gonna like send somebody to for like the best barbecue gig for like basically like three weeks, and they'd give you like all these great barbecue restaurants, and it's like, man, it sounds fantastic, but do you know what you would feel like after about like day four? You'd feel rough. Of Super eating rough. fucking nothing but like barbecue restaurant after barbecue restaurant after barbecue restaurant after barbecue restaurant, and you'd be like, okay, cool, I want to go home. Yeah, I don't want to continue this road trip. Yeah, I think at that point you'd be ready for a salad, and that probably never happens. Oh, dude, no, it, it, it yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you'd be like, okay, cool. How do I not go to? How do how do we not film tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, like, you feel lost for sure. Well, I I mean, what a lot of like the, the man vs. food guy, and then like. Even, like, Guy Fieri and all these guys that are, like, doing these things for a living, 
it, it's like, dude, they can only film, they only film, like, so much before they're like, okay, cool, I got a break for, like, three days. Like, I just don't want to see food. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm done. Like, it, it, it's too rough. Yeah, that would, that would be brutal for sure. I don't know how they do it, but. I, you know, they, they get paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Money talks. Makes it a little bit easier. They get paid a lot of money to do it, so I guess shut up and do it. Yeah, suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup, and keep keep moving. (laughs) Keep keep moving. So when you – I'm going to ask this question. So what are you cooking on now? What's your, your like, arsenal right now? Uh, I would say that I'm a – I'm a Weber snob at this point in time. Um, I've got uh, two 22 Smoky Mountains. Um, I have an 18-inch Smoky Mountain. Uh, I've got a Weber Performer and then a 26-inch kettle. Um, So I picked up – I started with the uh, 22 Smoky Mountain. You know, just – I think I wanted to – I thought I'd rather smoke meats than grill. And I just, if when I wanted to grill, I, like I said, I'd take the midsection out of it mm-hmm. and I would just use the bottom and the top on there. And looks pretty cool. looks like a little satellite. And then, um, when I started on Instagram, um, I had, I had a couple people hit me up that knew that I did some cooking and, and wanted me to do some catering for them just based on pictures alone. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. And I ended up picking up another 22, um, you know, for, for that, for the extra space, uh, for the catering. Um, and then I finally, uh, uh, Facebook marketplace. I mean, there's, you can find so much stuff on there for, for a damn good price. I ended up getting a performer for like a hundred bucks. And I, I think that's probably my go-to. Um, I picked up a 26, I would say it's been about a year. Uh, won a fantasy baseball league last year, and I took the winnings and bought a, a Weber 26. But I think I'm definitely, um, you know, I, I, I love all things Weber. Um, I want to eventually, I, I would love to get a Komodo or, uh, you know, that Weber Summit Charcoal. Evan and I, I do time. have the Weber Summit Charcoal. The what? What do you prefer? Because I know you have a big green egg too. But um, so I, I don't, I don't there, know what I would get. There's things that I like about the egg, and there's things that I like about the summit. So the thing I like about the egg is I like the all-around shape of the egg, right? And I like that there's not that stupid fucking box on it. Yeah. Uh. And Weber, I love you guys, but I think the fucking charcoal starter box is fucking stupid. Um, it, it, it just, it gets clunky. It's a pain in the ass. It gets in the way. I just, I don't like it, okay? It, it that, you know, I know you can kind of take it off, but then it looks weird. So I built a table over mine. So it's out of the way. <laughs> you know? Don't yeah. use it in any way, shape, or form. Um, the thing I like about 
the egg is I can actually get more charcoal in the egg. So it like for my egg, it is deeper. My my charcoal basket is deeper. Which means I can get more charcoal, which means I'm not refilling charcoal quite as often. Um, I can just shake the ash and get, and get rid of it, right? Yeah. Um, now, I like the convection plate, like the, you know, the deflector plate on the Weber more than I like the one on the Edge. For a couple different reasons. A, it's a lot lighter. B, it's it's metal. So the reason I like that it's metal is I know I'm not going to crack it. Where I've gone through a decent amount of of egg deflector plates. Uh, just because it's where where I cook, it's cold. I take them out. I put them in. I don't know what it is. I, I don't I don't know if it's just the way I cook. Um, I, I've cracked a decent amount of them. Uh, so I like that about the, the Weber. Now, as far as how they both cook, dude, they are so, so close to each other. They cook almost identical. There, there's tons of moisture in both of them that... As far as like holding temp, they'll go they'll go neck to neck holding temp. Uh, now, yes, you can you can argue that the egg holds more. Like I said, it holds more charcoal, but at the same time, like I've done, you know, I've done sixteen hour cooks on both of them, and they've both been okay. Now. I think, like, for the egg, I could probably go 24 to maybe 30 hours on one charcoal basket. On the Weber, you're probably looking at 18. But, realistically, how often do you go over 18 hours? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if I ever have. I, uh, I, I never have. I, I'm guessing that it would be 18 hours because I think the most I've done it I think the most it's gone, it was 16 hours. And you, the only reason it, it went about 16 or 17 hours is um, we had been drinking a little bit. Uh, I can relate to that. As all great stories start. <laughs> um, and I didn't close the top vent all the way. So it, it, was, it, was, it was error. It was user error. I didn't close the top vent all the way, and I didn't close my bottom vent at all. Like, I had it closed down, but I didn't close, like, after we were done smoking, I didn't close the top vent. I closed it down a little bit, but I did not close it. And then the next day, you know, I'm, I'm letting my dog out, and it, it's, you know, it's kind of, I see a little bit of smoke coming out of it, and I'm like... Why the hell is that thing smoking? And I go over to it and it's it's like two ten. And I open it or I look I look at the top and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I didn't close it down. I didn't I I I just fucking, you know, just let it burn all night. 
Which, I mean, it was okay. Not, nothing happened. Right. It's sitting on a concrete patio. It, it, you know, nothing nothing was was in danger. But it went for, I mean, it went for a very, very long time. Without me knowing. I'm sure in the egg, too. Uh, I, I assume, I mean, I don't know, but I assume that, you know, if you overshoot your temp, that it's pretty hard to bring that, that temperature back down to what you're looking for? Um, yes. That's the other thing. Uh, if you... If you, like, miss temp in the egg, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. With the Weber, it's still going to take, depending on how much you miss by, it's going to take a minute or two. You know what I mean? It's going to it's still going to be a little bit of time. It's not like, oh, five minutes and it's back down to where you want it. No. But it, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot faster. A hell of a lot faster. I still think I'm still I'm still campaigning that it's one of the best grills that Weber has ever made. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I I love pretty much all things Weber and and I mean you know, I have a Weber kettle, I have uh, two Smoky Mountains, I have I actually have two Weber kettles. Uh, I have an eighteen, I have a twenty-two. Um, I got two Smoky Mountains. I got the twenty-two uh, Smoky Mountain. And then I have the uh, 18 smoky, 18 inch Smoky Mountain, so I have both of them. To, I know how both of them cook. Um, and then I have the uh, Weber Weber Summit Charcoal. Uh, my parents have a Weber gas grill. Um, a couple friends have Weber gas grills. Uh, I've cooked on the Weber Q. I've cooked on. Uh, I have cooked on the smoke fire. Um, I've cooked on a lot of Weber cookers, and I and I think the the Summit Charcoal is honestly one of the best cookers that they make. Wow, well, it's, it's a mean, fantastic cooker, dude. It really, really is a fantastic cooker, and you can sear on it, you can smoke on it, you can do so much on it. it it's it's just fantastic. Not to be a, an ad for Weber, right there. No. Anything, but. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I, I'm the same. I mean, I, I would love to try something different. You know, I want to, I want to try that ceramic cooker, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I've every, every experience I've had with the Weber girls has been great. You know, I use them for all catering gigs, you know, eventually I'd like to get something more commercial size. Um, but I haven't had too much going on this year with, you know, everything going on with COVID, but I get you. next year's looking a lot better. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I just, I think Weber's just, it works with me. So I don't, just, I don't know. We just had a huge job cancel on us because of COVID, which sucks. Um, so I, I understand where you are, my good sir. I understand. Well, that's, that's your living. So yeah, it is. Living. So it's, it's a rough one. Um, but it, it's not like I can blame them. It was a corporate gig. You know what I'm saying? It was a corporate, yeah. uh, it was a, it was going to be a giant corporate party. And they're like, dude, we just can't, they're like, we can't do this. And like what, if, if something does happen, they're like, people are going to be pissed. And I'm like, I understand. 
I 110% understand. What can you do? Yeah, that's brutal, man. It, you know, there's nothing you can do. No. No, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, that's for sure. And I mean, it's, and I know I had, I mean, what I do is small scale compared to what you do. And it's, I didn't have a lot planned this year, but everything that was, you know, just kind of fell to the wayside. Uh, it looks like I have a wedding that I'm probably going to pick up <clears throat> in a couple months, but you know, it's, it's a lot different than what it was supposed to be. So it's, yeah, we lost, Oh, we lost a decent amount of our weddings. Um, and it, it just, I mean, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we had the, you know, we had this wedding or we had a bunch of weddings and a lot of these venues were like, yeah, you're not doing that wedding. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just not, it's not happening. It's like, okay. You can't argue with that. And then, you know, some places, some places are still doing stuff. Some places aren't, but it, it it's going to, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a minute before shit gets back to, back to normal. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be a while before it gets back to normal. I mean, my my day job is is in food, and uh, what do you know, do we've for the day seen, job? Uh, I'm a director of operations for a uh, a sandwich shop. Okay, um, very cool. Based out of of Illinois, so I'm not gonna say who it is, but okay, uh, you know it's. We we saw we saw a huge hit at the beginning, um, and then things picked up. But I think for that quick service, uh, you know, quick service restaurants are a lot different than fine dining. I think the fine dining and, and the sit down restaurants have Absolutely. obviously a huge hit, um, and it sucks. You know, my my hometown is relatively small. Um, you know, it's not 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 a big city like Chicago, but you know, we have. Uh, I know a lot of people that own restaurants and, um, you know, I know it's hit them hard and they're trying to think of every, you know, way they can to increase business. And it's just been, you know, it's rough for everybody. New numbers are saying that they think 75 to 80% of mom and pop restaurants, that is not all restaurants, but mom and pop restaurants will not make it past November. Yeah. That's yeah, I had seen something that that said that uh, for basically sit down restaurants that uh, like 2022 or 2023 uh, would be when they started seeing like things normalized. Which I mean, <laughs> you're talking two to three years from now. Which uh, I mean, how many people can hold on? I don't think you can. But here's the other question: How many people you know are like fuck it? Cash it out. Yeah. I'll come back in three years. Yeah. And I, I think that's, it's going to be an opportunity for some people, <clears throat> you know, that want to get into the game, but it, it sucks for those that are in it right now because there's nothing you can do. There's not, you know what I mean? Um, and it's something that I've always, I, I've talked about and I've been very vocal about during this entire time. It's like, 
you know, people are like, oh, well, at least they can do 50% capacity. Okay, you got to understand, though, you will not be running your restaurant at a, like, if 50% is the new 100%, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. You're not going to be running at 100% the entire time. No. But yet, I still have to pay 100% of that rent that I got to pay. Yeah. My food cost is going to go down a little bit, but my labor cost isn't going to really go down. No, not unless you, you make massive cuts and then it's just going to make your life completely miserable. So it's, it's just, it's rough. Yeah. And, you know, how do you staff for that? How do you, for, you know, how do you staff in, in, in for waiters and waitresses? Because if you overstaff them, they're not, they're making peanuts because they're only taking two or three tables. But then if you understaff them, then they're running around like crazy because they have to they have to do extra cleaning, extra sanitizing. Right. To make then, sure that people feel comfortable to come to your place. Then you're gonna get service that's not what you, you know, want it to be, and then it's just it it creates a lot of stuff that, you know, just you're just I mean, there's just so many variables. Yeah. So many variables. Not to yeah, mention, like, so we're getting, I don't know how, I don't know how it is by you guys, but, uh, you know, some restaurants have shut down for two weeks because they had, they had a COVID scare. Right. Right. And then it's like, man, people aren't coming back as fast. No. Cause it's like, oh, well, we had a scare and we were smart. We shut down to make sure that we were going to clean everything. We're going to sanitize everything. Blah, blah blah. Everyone's going to get tested, and everyone's coming. Anyone that's coming back is negative. You know, we're doing the right thing. But then they're like, "Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't go there." It's like, man, we yeah, need you. Just... We need you here more than ever now. Yeah. Yeah. Luck. I mean, luckily, we haven't had uh, too much at all in the county that I'm at, and um, you know, a lot of the restaurant owners I know they've they've been. I mean. They're able to keep their heads above water. They've they've had some creative stuff they've done. You know, they brought in um, one restaurant. They brought in some celebrity chefs to do some stuff. And I mean, by celebrity, it's just you know friends of friends that you know do you know some some outside cooking. Like I got approached to do it, but I've been so busy with you know my job that I couldn't nail down a, a concrete date to do it. But just yeah. you know things like that, like to support. And I think that, you know, we, it's a smaller community and, and there's a lot of people that, you know, will support local. And, um, I think people still treat the staff, you know what I mean? When they go out to eat, I think a lot of them have been treating the people, the workers well, um, you know, tipping more than, than they used to, or, you know, are accustomed to, and which is great because it's, it's keeping things afloat. And I mean, it's it's keeping things going for a lot of these places. So yeah, but it is it's difficult. It really is. Yeah, there's no question about that. And I think I I think the um, you know the one thing that I always I kind of I I asked was you know how long do you think people will be able to support? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question, right? It's a legit question. No, because sure. here's, here's the next thing. You know, now that that $600 unemployment ran out, um, a lot of these people are going to be losing their jobs in general because a lot of them aren't getting called back. You know, they got furloughed and they're not going to be called back. Right. So now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're not spending money like you used to. Right. Because you don't have it. Or, you, you know, you're, you're saving what you have to, let's see how long I got to go. Like, how long do I have to go off this? Yeah, it's, it's a mess. There's no question about that. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, and that answer is tough because I think everybody's getting to that point where it's that's what they're going to be asking themselves really soon because things are, I mean, there's no question things are starting to run thin. Things are starting to run thin. Shit's starting to get crazy. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that. It's just you know we're all we're all trying to uh, support. So guys, if you're out there, you you're trying to support. Try to support your local guys. Support your local uh, barbecue guys. Support you know local restaurants. That that's the that's the best thing you can do right now. No right? question. Right. No I question. mean, yeah. Support your local butchers. Support you know support all those guys. Now for you, you said you were in Ohio, correct? Yeah. Where in Ohio are you located? Finley, uh, it's, I mean, Northwest Ohio, um, so, uh, <laughs> right, right, uh, we're south of Toledo, um, a little bit north, northwest of Columbus, just right, right, right in the heart middle. of Northwest Ohio, yeah. Right in that middle. Oh, Ohio's such a great little place. It, it's a, I've always had fun in Ohio. Yeah, it's oh. a good, it's a good once I got flown to Cleveland and I was supposed to be in Columbus, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I got probably a, had more fun in Cleveland anyways than you would in Columbus. Dude, I got well, I got to the cab and I was like, hey, I need to go to this hotel. The guy's like, that's cool. It's three and a half hours away. And I was like, oh, okay. How much is it going to be? He's like, it's going to be like $300. I'm like, oh, shit. At that point, you might as well just jump on another plane. Dude, I ended up ha- no, it was like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, I was I was going nowhere. Um, so I ended up renting a car and driving it. Uh, my boss is like, just rent a car, drive it. At my old job, he's like, rent a car, drive it. Don't worry about it. He's like, put it on, put it on the company card. And I was like, oh, whatever. Um, I don't give a shit. <laughs> not my card. Not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> So it worked out, but dude, I I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. Now I like to end the podcast in a fun little way. If you could go back to the beginning of your cooking and give yourself three tips to help shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be? Um, I would say number one is, uh, switch to charcoal a lot faster. Uh, you know, that I did and, uh, make sure that it's lump charcoal. Um, 
Uh, two, I would say, you know, forget about how much time something takes to cook and cook the temp instead. Ooh, baby. Um, you know, I think that's that's a huge one. Everybody's always like, how long did it take? How long did it take? Just, you know, cook it to cook it to temp. Um, and three, um, I think don't be afraid to take a risk. Uh, you know, for a long time, I always stuck to barbecue chicken and burgers and, you know, stuff like that, you know, all the time. And um, I think you, you find a lot of what you're capable of take a risk and you know step outside your comfort zone and try to make something you know different or you find a recipe online and 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 just go with it because i think that um you know you really find out what you can do when you do something like that yeah for sure man dude thank you thank you for coming on the show if you can do me one last favor can you tell everyone where they can follow your barbecue journey yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it is can number two underscore barbecue. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, it's just can two barbecue. C A N number two barbecue. There you go, uh, guys. Yeah. Make sure you check him out, and uh, we will have to chat again soon. Yeah, man. I would love that. I appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun.